Excuse me, what? Oh, that was Morris just saying that it's time to record. Oh. talk nerdy to me baby where we talk nerdy to you baby <laughs> is morris gonna stay the whole episode maybe just quiet down buddy <laughs> hello hello and welcome to our episode where we are going to talk about all things shang chi and the legend of the ten rings yes and much more referential to that than i expected <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't know already, we like to talk spoilers because it's hard for us not to. Because I don't understand how you review something other than just saying, like, I liked it <laughs> without talking about spoilers. Well, that's all the time we have. Good night, everybody. Yeah, hey, ratings. I liked it. Me too. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things, it was one of those movies that as soon as I was done with it, I'm like, again, again. Yeah. And I just, the more I think about it, which is a lot, apparently, the more I like it. I agree. And, like, if it wasn't for the fact that theaters are freaky right now, I probably would have, like, found another way to go see it again. Yeah. I definitely, it's definitely a day one purchase for me when it comes back, comes out in all the fancy schmancy editions. Yes. Ow! Arwen! <laughs> <laughs> she decided she wanted to be a fighter, too. So... Obviously, we're going to talk spoilers, so this is your official spoiler warning. Warning. Great. Because I guess Arwen was in a was trying to bite you because she's feeling her inner floaty dragon, because <laughs> there's some dragons in this movie. There are some dragons. There's a lot in this movie. We'll get to that, but I had to segue somehow, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose so. Um, so, overall, like, how do you like it? as a entryway into like you know the new sides of mcu movies how do you think it relates to kind of the other stuff that's been set up for this phase of marvel does it do you have an idea where it fits in your ranking of marvel movies you know all those like official <laughs> professional oh, sounding man, questions just going right for the jugular uh i think that's the best way to start before talking about like story points how dare you come at me with your sound logic Hey, we're we're a podcast who's almost at a hundred episodes. We've been doing this for like three years. And sound is the only way we know how to logic on this thing because it's an audio form. And I feel like at some point I have to understand how to be like a professional podcast. <laughs> is that your professional podcast voice? Yeah. <laughs> God help us all. <laughs> anyway, uh, I have no idea because it's so funny because I, I, I was just thinking about this. You know, last year we were so starved and just malnourished of MCU-ness for a whole year. Yeah. And so just an onslaught of MCU this year. And I'm I'm loving it. Uh, you know, just when... Nope. MCU in it. Hey. That's what the M is for. Yep. Marvel. It's the MCU with a ring that goes. And so a ring goes around it instead. Hey. 
I saw a thing that was like, uh, but they were all of them f- deceived for ten for nine other rings were made. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I just when like I thought fatigue for the MCU was gonna set in, they just smacked us right across the face, making it do a full three sixty, and I'm just like, man, it just kind of. I don't know. I felt like I just kind of fell in love with the MCU all over again. I agree, because this one, the first, you know, the first bookmarker of MCU was very, like, straightforward superhero. It was very grounded. Like, we got a little far away from it once we hit Guardians and, like, Endgame and all that. But for the most part, it was pretty, like, staple origin story. It was, like... Magic was barely a thing. Like, there was Doctor Strange, but it wasn't a lot. And then we hit our new phase, and it's, like, full on into all the mystic arts and, like, crazy comic book. It's like, this feels like comic book crazy. Whereas the first one felt very standard superhero. Yeah, and there's a <clears throat> the, the one word that is the cause of all of this, contracts, because... Mm-hmm. Thanks to this, it's just the MCU is being blown completely open in a way that people can come and go as they please and or however things need to happen. And it will still make sense and still be cohesive, which I think is very a very smart business move. Uh, as far as the ranking goes, yeah, I mean, we, like I said, we've been hit with so much already and just recently that I'm just like, I, before I thought I had like a decent handle on where I would kind of put all of the movies. And now I'm just like, I don't know, man, I gotta, I gotta take a nap first. <laughs> right. And like, that's not even factoring in where to fit in like the, the Disney plus series and all the kind of stuff. Like, does that fit into your ranking of Marvel stuff? Is that a separate ranking? Right. So how, far, how I've do been... we navigate this multiverse of madness? I mean, so far I've been able to kind of, uh, treat the Disney plus shows as its own separate thing. Cause I'm like, then I only have to count to like four. <laughs> That's easy. Uh, but now we're at, I think 25 that of Marvel movies that have been released at this point. Cause I think there was like 23 or 24 with up to, uh, <laughs> far from home. Uh, but some, something really close to that. It's one or the other. Anyway, uh, I compared this movie a lot to black Panther mm. and not in like a, oh, it's like the Asian comparison to Black Panther. No, no, it's not like that. It's just like the structure. And um, they both have a story of a separate world. I mean, it's still connected to ours, but it's, you know, it's something separate from and hidden from mm-hmm. the rest of our known world. And so we get to discover this new location. And so in that way, that's the way that I would compare it. Um, and yeah, I, I just... He just fits in super well. I'm just mm-hmm. like, okay, you're an Avenger, right? <laughs> like, yeah. done deal, signed, sealed, delivered. I'm yours. I'm yours, <laughs> <laughs> but for real, like, I, I don't know. There, there was so much to like. Uh, you know, I feel like I just want to rip the, go ahead and rip the bandaid off of like the one major thing that I did not. Like. Yeah, sure. Let's just get it out because then we can gush over the rest of it. Yep. Uh, and from, I agree with this. From much. the beginning, you know, you have this gorgeous like very reminiscent of crouching tiger hidden dragon and uh crouching tiger hidden dragon meets avatar the last airbender and when who's played by tony leung was in a movie uh 
called Hero. Mm-hmm. I think it was like 2002. And it was a tale of like an ancient war and, and battle in like the, in a Chinese dynasty. But the, the fighting and the combat in that movie is very stylized and people are like floating and jumping yep. from thing to thing. And it's, it's more about the elegance and like the, <laughs> the legend being passed down. And so things are kind of over the top, mm-hmm. but in a, the first time I, I saw it twice, the first time I was like, I don't know if I like this. And then I watched it again. I was like, okay, I really, the second time I saw it, I understood what it was going for. And, uh, the beginning of this movie very much has that feel of mm-hmm. that elegance and the the dance that is combat and the respect of and the the ability to tell story just through combat. Yep. And I, I, I really will like point that. out that the parallel of his fight with the character that we're about to talk about, the the mother character, when you parallel it with when they bring it back and he's doing it and it's him and his son. I was like, this is weird. A little bit. <laughs> Not in a bad way. Just, uh, it's it just weird. I, I, I think I know what you mean, but I didn't, it didn't bother me. It didn't bother me. It's just that. Um, because it, it wasn't a romantic thing. No, it was more of a it familial. Wasn't, it was just like, where have I seen this before? Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, your mom. Uh, so like, and there was a joke of like, I wish my oh, wife looked at me that way. Yeah. Like it was really beautiful, and you know, I I actually really appreciated the instant romance that seemed to the occur chemistry, from yeah. the chemistry from the fight. Uh, the thing I didn't like, and the, the little dark cloud that hung over this whole movie, was the fact that she. The who is uh, Shang Chi's mother? Mm-hmm. When she left the village of Talo, she gave up her powers, mm-hmm. and it's like, look, there's no way getting around the fact that what that says and what that implies and everything is the well. Once you give up them, once you have kids, you as a mother, you give up all your hopes and dreams, and in this case, your superpowers. And also, like even before that, it's. A woman will give up all of her powers for love. A man will potentially set them aside for a little while. Yep. And even because of the ten rings, he didn't need a vasectomy and gets to keep <laughs> all his powers. He doesn't get a power vasectomy. He's fine. Uh, but, so, like, that yeah, was, that, 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 yeah, that that part was the only part that really bothered me. And so I wanted to address that right away. Uh, the other part of that, because... Honestly, I was like, is she still alive somehow? Was mm-hmm. there like, because we never saw how she died or they just don't mention it, but then they do show it and they straight up, it's straight up from a Yakuza game of mm. like the, we're here to settle the debt and we're going to kick your butt and look at all these goons I have behind me. You have no chance. And then more goons show up. I'm like, I, this happens at least 37 times per yakuza game and i've played all the main series yep this is such and a common thing and guess what kiryu being the badass that he is always wins and it's just hilarious because you're like you can literally send in i think it's the fifth game i think fifth or sixth game i think it's the fifth anyway it's literally like a cartoonish amount of people there are hundreds of dudes that are surrounding kiryu and he still stomps their asses all of them and because of what 
how they set up her character i'm like oh she can wipe the floor with these people easily and guess what they didn't even have guns or anything Mm-mm. it was just hand-to-hand stuff and <laughs> that's kind of weird but i'm i fully believed and the part that was difficult for me to buy i mean i didn't buy it is that she would succumb to fighting all of those yeah, guys that, at once that she would fail i'm just like i i don't buy this for a second well that and then like I guess my question would be, like, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Uh, like, are his powers that he displayed in there tied to Talo? Because, you know, it's the part... Part of what he was doing had to be from his mom. You know, he was learning that. So when he leaves, can he not do that? And if... Yes, then... That's, like, an interesting thing to explore. If no, then why is he the exemption? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, doesn't he still have the... Well, he has the power of the rings, but they don't differentiate what is the power of the rings versus what he's getting from there. Yeah, I... I mean, they didn't... They don't answer that question, but to me, it seems like he it's through the the rings. And I like, know, and I feel like that's just, like, a, a loophole. Yeah, and also, another thing... Why can't they share? You know, if these rings give you the power of eternal life and all these magical abilities, you could share some of that. Like I like I remember telling you in the theater, I was like, dude, you are big brother. Need to stop being so stingy and share with your your sister because she is entitled to half of those rings. So the sequel better be Shang-Chi and I think it's Shi Ling. Sha Ling. And the legend of both sets of five rings <laughs> because <laughs> i would also like to point out just like as a thing i know how i am with stories i did not put any of this into your head you came to me i did in the form of yes during the movie i know and so i just want to point out that y'all can't tell me this was my fault <laughs> <laughs> hey I, I mean, I agree. I have no shame. I agree, but it was not me who started this. Is there anything else you wanted to add with that before we just gush over this movie? Um, I guess like, the only other thing was like, and I'm hoping we get to see kind of more of it with the implication at the end with like the Ten Rings will return and all that, that we get to see more of how the sister did what she did because she was like 16 and she built an underground empire fighting rings and I'm like, where is that? What, like it's hard? (laughs) I know, but like, where's that story? Like, that's cool. Yeah. And that was the only other part where I was just like, I wish I got a little bit more of like how you did your thing. I hope so. I would watch if they made, you know, a Disney Plus show or it would probably be a Disney Plus show since there would be lots of characters uh, because I'll, I'll talk in a minute about what all that means, but I, I would watch that in a second. Give me yeah. the Ten Ring show. Right? I'm, I'm on it. Speaking of Disney Plus, we really actually haven't watched the Hawkeye trailer yet. Well, we'll do that later. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. So, things we liked. <gasps> Simulu. <laughs> yeah. I like him a lot. He, first of all, if you don't follow him on social media, you are missing out. That dude is great he is a firecracker in the best way i i'm obsessed with his social media presence adorable like he is so personable like you like shang chi uh, sorry 
You like Shang-Chi in like five seconds. Yep. I mean, the the flip and like the subversion of dude gets out of car. I'm like, who is this? Is this the, the villain? This is how he looks like. Again, a, a, a bad guy in a Yakuza game. Mm-hmm. Who is this? Is this one of our big bads? Oh, nope. <laughs> nope. Just uh, turning his car into our valets. Yeah. Instant, like, instant like a Billy. I also really liked uh, the relationship between uh, Shang-Chi and Katie, played by uh, Aquafina. Who uh, I just enjoy in general. Yeah. And I really enjoyed her in this because she did, like, her normal shtick, but it was toned down a little bit to feel more like a real person and not a character of a person. Yeah. And she had a lot of moments of like actual heart mixed in. And I thought that that was cool as someone who still hasn't seen like uh, the farewell or Nora from Queens. So I haven't got to see that side of her a lot yet. Um, I think it was cool that they weren't like a romance so far in this movie. Like, I don't know if that's something that they plan on doing eventually. It seems like me, but there's not really a rush and like, you know, it's, it seems like, if and when that comes, it will be, it will be completely organic. Yeah, and I saw a lot of talk about like why they didn't do a romance and all that kind of stuff in this one, and I just thought that was cool, and I liked that she and the sister got along, also, and like had their moments together. So I I really just liked the the chemistry and relationships between all the people in the movie. Yeah, I know there's a whole thing about the MCU movies specifically where mm-hmm. it's like. There's almost no kissing or romance in between the characters. Mm. Like, you know, Gamora and Star-Lord never kiss. And, like, it's just... They don't kiss? Nope. Mm. It's, there's, like, a lot of moments where you're like, they, they kiss, right? And you're like, nope, not even that. No, not even hand-holding, like, nothing. And just, <laughs> it's like the MCU's skittishness to show romance. I mean... It was more like a silly tease versus like oh, yeah. nothing like, to super read into. I can but. really only think of like Peggy and Steve and Tony and Pepper yeah. as like big moments. Otherwise, like, that's fine. Here's the thing. I like romance. Romance is really cute. I like when I get like those like fuzzy feelings of, you know, seeing people happy together. But I also am not overly needing romance in like the movies I watch or the stories that I have like it's nice but for the most part like I don't expect a lot of stuff beyond surface when it comes to romance in Marvel movies and that's fine but like I would also be happy if they really made me like feel for these people yeah our feelings are more important than their feelings for each other (laughs) I mean here's the thing I have been a a shipper since way back. I don't need romance in the media that I'm consuming to make me see romance outside in that media I'm consuming. (laughs) (laughs) This is very true. So, like, I'm happy to ship outside of, like, canon. And so, like, I don't need it in these things. So I never really thought about the romance that I saw because I'm just like, where's the character that I identify with and that I want to see just, like, kiss all the people? (laughs) That's how I operate with MCU. Like, I've only, like, I don't ship a lot of things in the Marvel Universe. So, like, it's it's never been super important to me. But I liked, like, Shang-Chi. And now I'm just like, 
are you my boy now that my normal boy is dead? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, he makes a strong case for it. He really does. And, I mean, sadly, like, again, I forever will miss T'Challa and the and Chadwick Boseman because that, like, I wish we could have gotten more with him. And so, since we can't, I mean, I would still, like, they would both be my boys yeah. of T'Challa and Shang-Chi because this dude is like, okay, cool. So, I... I feel like we will be like the adoring fans from Oblivion, just following Shang-Chi wherever he goes. Okay, what are we doing now? I mean, I might have <laughs> looked to see if they had like the cute uh, pop keychain because I still have Cap in my car and I will always adore, you know, Chris Evans as Steve Rogers. But my opinions on Steve Rogers are a little bit different since when I've been picked up that keychain so i was kind of like shopping around for a new you know ride in my car buddy and i was like oh what about shang chi and he had his shirt on and i'm like why <laughs> this makes no sense i love that moment just like take off your shirt <laughs> just it's it's a requirement at this point you right? know if you're a superhero and you're a dude you gotta take your shirt off man it's just a requirement well that and like the one that they, the pop figure, the little keychain that they have of Shang, uh, Shang-Chi is just a little too generic. And so if they ever release one of him with like the rings on or like, you know, I'm sure they have some way of like showing shooting out the rings or whatever, or like something that feels a little bit more special, then I would try. Yeah. Because it's, I think it's him in his uh, red dragon outfit, but it just ends up being like a red shirt and pants and yeah. just like it doesn't it doesn't read in pop form but in the movie no. it looks so cool oh yeah no both of their outfits i'm just like shanti's mithril vest <laughs> <laughs> um i want to steal the entire wardrobe of the sister did Dwelling. she just just so casually like, i think one of my favorites was she has the hair i wish i could have <laughs> i wish i could have those straight bangs the really cute bob my hair doesn't do it and i forever bitter but are you also agreed that your favorite outfit was when they were i think it was with her apartment or her place when she was wearing like it was like a white t-shirt and just some like baggy pants no actually i really liked the outfit um when they go into the office after the fight where it's like the bl black crop top with like the black kind of like not quite harem pants, but, like, baggier pants and then, like, the little duster over it. Mm. That I really liked. I, I liked everything that she wore in this outfit, but, like, that was very much my vibe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the Man. Lots of lots of beautiful people in this movie. It's true. Uh, so let's talk about... Also, can I say one thing? And this is kind of ties in... You can say lots of things. Yeah, That's what we're here that's for. That's true. That is exactly what this podcast is. I like... That Aquafina was Aquafina, and that not that I don't like. I love Pepper Potts, you know. I love like a lot of the women in the MCU. Aquafina did not try to be anything but herself when it come came to like physicality, and she is an she is a gorgeous girl, but she is like an average sized person. And I was like, yes, people who look like me, <laughs> in a way, <laughs> like can also be in Marvel movies. Yeah, she... Like, I am a not person. a model person. And it's nice to see people... You say that after just having modeled stuff? 
Yes, but <laughs> for a brand that's looking for normal-looking people to model things. But, like, it was a person who looked like a person. And for as much as, like, I enjoy, like, you know, the superhero physique and, like, the really cool outfits and, like, you know, aspirational goals. Like Brie Larson's back muscles is back muscles? Damn. <laughs> yes. Like, I appreciate all of that. You know, thank you. Thank you for sharing this with me. But also, I, um, it, it's just nice to see because it makes me feel like real people can be in movies. And, you know, it, it's about more than just how you look. It's also your talent and all that kind of stuff. And I just enjoyed that, like, the iconic thing of her character was she had a fanny pack. <laughs> you know? It's true. And also, speaking of her character, all you have to do, remember everyone. Remember, kids, all you have to do to be good at something is to try it for about three hours consistently, <laughs> and then you'll be an expert. It's true. Also, you just have to try a little bit. Can I say, I love the karaoke moments of this. Oh, my gosh. They're so good. Like, you know, some that, people... That's so, that sold their friendship for me. It, it's a place where my cynicism melts a little bit, because you can look at that and be like, ah, they had to force in their cameos, and... Like, okay, they had to take the Asian character and put him with the other Asian character. I'm like, no, this is the MCU phase four belongs to Wong. And we are his, we submit to Wong and all of his glory. All hail Wong. All hail Wong. Well, here's the thing. Like, I've, I've compared Wong to Coulson. And I've heard people compare Wong to, like, the Fury role of, like, the interconnector between movies and stuff. I'm like, look. You need someone to help people get places and make sure introductions are made. <laughs> he has a teleportation ability at his beck and call. Beck and is it beck and call or beck and call? Beck and. Okay, that's what I thought. But I was like, hold on, let me question my life for a moment. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone else has that trouble, we solved. It. She trouble. solved it for you. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, yes. I, I think the Coulson uh, comparison is apt in his role. And just like, he's another character I'm just like, would follow anywhere. But yes, the karaoke thing, just, I, it just makes me giddy just to see them goof off. To me, I'm just like, I love it. We're getting weird. So why not have three characters that are adorable, just karaoke their little hearts out? Yeah. And it also like it tied back. It was something that they like to do. I also just love the lead. And it's like, we could do that. Or... or... And just, like, I don't know. It, it sold them as real people to me, and I really, really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed seeing, seeing like, Sean interact with her family. And I'm, like, logistics of how, you know, Shang-Chi was able to, like, infiltrate the American system and enroll in school and find an apartment when he was, like, 16 is all well and good. But you made friends! <laughs> I was going to say, if Simu Liu can do all the things that he's done in just a short amount of time in his own life, I mean, I, Sean, <laughs> like, really? You just, just Sean? Sean, your name is Shang-Chi, and you're going by Sean? <laughs> <laughs> no wonder your dad found Sean. you so easily. Yeah, I I just love all this, all this stuff. And... Okay, let's talk about it. The fact that we got a mini version of Speed in this movie. That was great. Like, that was all co super cool. And 
I just I have to give a shout out to two people on that bus. The lady that was just like the that just rolled her eyes in a sense of like that very core of someone who's like, this is how I get to work. This is my this is my it's, life. It's like these damn superheroes interfering in my commute. Like again. Why does this have to happen today? I was already I already had to cover for someone else. I wasn't even supposed to be work. here today. I wasn't supposed to work today. And then the lady that just does like the X guard with her eyes just crazy fucked out. Just like She's like I will I saw this on the news. I will video Wakanda. Game block, I will video game block you. Not today. Like not today, Satan. Or Mephisto at some point, maybe. Maybe. Uh, everything, don't you just, know everything's Mephisto? Like, the way people reacted on that bus is how people would react on bus buses. As someone who, that was Your their life. primary transportation for a long time, uh, Metro and buses, I mean, it still is in a lot of ways. I just, that was very, that hit me on just <laughs> a very personal level of like, yep, nope, that all checks out. Including the dude that's like, oh, uh, I... I took some martial arts for like a couple months, so I I'm feel like rate. I, I'm going to critique this fight. <laughs> All of that was who was from Spider Man. Yep. <laughs> Where it goes, Spider Man? Is that... No, it's like do a flip. Oh yeah, yeah. Do a backflip. Yeah, uh, I I appreciated that because I'm like every bit of that is exactly how people would react. <laughs> oh yeah, especially like in a world where superheroes are no longer new, where like. The idea of running into some kind of thing is, like, not normal, but not something that can't happen. Yeah. It it feels like a natural thing. Uh, actually, in the same way that, sadly, it's a frustrating note, but it's a, I, it's a very believable note. From Falcon and the Winter Soldier, mm -hmm. when he, has, he goes to apply for a loan at the bank, and they're like, hey, listen, we have people just popping back into their houses and like there's a housing crisis because people owned these houses and then were gone for five years and then came back and there's a whole like logistical thing that's very complicated and also banker dude was racist but <laughs> uh like i genuinely buy that like okay well pff, i mean i was blipped for five years and now i'm back still gotta go to work and still gotta like all of that feels very real mm -hmm. and just remind it's a reminder of how lived in this world is yeah. even with you know even with all these cosmic things happening and yeah. snaps and whatnot also, life goes on also i really really appreciated that like uh i i really liked the ending like the ending ending where it's them with one of their old friends just recounting this whole thing <laughs> and she's like you're you're just making fun of me, and then Wong comes and is like whatever. But then he he t says Katie has to come too, yeah. and she's new. She's not a person from this. Yeah, she's a, she's an original. So character, I'm just I like, cool. We have another Kate who's an archer, and I know I if it, it kind of makes me sad a little bit. No offense to Haley Steinfeld, I'm sure she'll do a, a good job as Kate, but. Can can Katie's last name just be Bishop? Just to right? I was like, that would be a really cool twist. But you already have this other show happening. Yeah. Like, just listen. Why can't there be two archers named Kate? I mean, maybe she can be the real Kate Bishop. I mean, here, let's go ahead and throw this on the table. We already had the the retcon. Well, they 
is it a retcon or like they're trying to make it seem like they knew what they were doing all along but the we got the real mandarin in this yep. in this movie so they why were can't, scared of an orange <laughs> yeah, why can't we have the real kate bishop right in in aquafina the whole time i mean logistically it's a little weird when they're trying to do the young avengers thing and she's just, a little too old <laughs> <laughs> ah, come on i just shove aquafina in there just like Hey, kids! <laughs> like, Look, Sean, I got... I'm cool with the youths! <laughs> cool with the street youths. I got my fanny pack. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh my god, don't you guys have a bedtime? <laughs> uh, just wherever just wherever you want to plug Katie in is fine yeah, by me. That's what I mean. Like, I just want her to stay and I want her to get to do stuff. Yeah. Like, not wait for the next movie ant-man the wasp style do stuff yeah i i was uh afraid a bit of like okay well she got to do stuff what about his, his sister who again i will i mean we're getting a a show about a lawyer soon with she hulk yeah. i will be her lawyer and be like uh excuse me she is entitled <laughs> to half of those rings as as the daughter she is partial heir to those rings and i love you shang chi but you need to share with your sister i will fight to the death for this, for her. Uh, I was afraid they were just going to leave that open-ended or, or just leave her hanging in that sense. But then, you know, we got that little tag at the end of, like, her sitting on that throne looking super fly, super cool. Yeah. And all these, like, ladies training now. And, and she's got some of the widows from Black she Widow. Does. Uh Okay. That, I will kind of loop two things from the beginning and the end of this movie together. So. Oh, one thing. Yeah. About... That whole thing is like, I get it. He's like a 15 million year old dude with these rings. And so, sure, he's a bit of a traditionalist. <laughs> I am so effing sick of this whole, like, I must rise above the patriarchy of my own family to learn how to do things. Because, like, sure, you, you make a badass character. And she's great. And I really, really like her. I'm just so sick of the storylines. Yeah. The only, I think that's the only reason why I bought it and was semi-okay with it was the fact that like, well, this dude is thousands of, he's like a thousand years old. Well, I they, can't expect him to be woke. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they're like, oh, she looks like his mom, the mom. So. Yeah. He, there were so many, his, the Listen, acting. he is a toxic father. Yeah. The acting and the character was very interesting, but man, that's, that is a dysfunctional family if I've ever seen yes. one. Uh, but yeah, I will say, even with all that, I will give it up to Tony Leung for being really good. Oh, yeah. Like, I enjoyed every moment he was on screen. I'm just like, it's like ooh, wow. so unhealthy. <laughs> like, uh So much unhealthy family. You need family. so much therapy. <laughs> And a lot more karaoke to release a lot of that stress. Honestly, karaoke might have saved him. <laughs> now anyway. we'll never, ne never know. No. But let's talk a bit. Of, I'm going to tie a couple of things together with this. Yeah. The beginning and the Apologies. end. Let's talk about the fights. Yeah. Uh, the fights are we, so cool. We mentioned the subway fight. The fact that he uses jacket, a la Jackie Chan. Like there were so many nods to very uh, clear nods to Jackie Chan yep. and Bruce Lee specific movies. Um I, I really liked that. And here, I probably mentioned it at some point on our show, but here's my hot take. I actually really liked Iron Fist both seasons. Have at thee. Uh, 
I it was of the uh, Netflix shows. I wouldn't say it was my favorite, uh, but I flew through that show and I don't know. It just I enjoyed it. And like, I I hear your criticisms, but I can't. You can't make it. I can't fight this feeling anymore. I enjoyed them. I enjoyed the show. Sue me. That being said, please don't. I mean, good luck. I have no. You'll get nothing from me. There's nothing to get to get. But that all of that being said, um, I think there's it. There's a lot of potential connections with uh, the hand and that whole storyline mm-hmm. with Colleen and you know uh, ways to connect her to the Ten Rings and all of that. Uh, and there's just a lot of potential there that I'm really excited for because, uh, spoiler for Iron Fist season two, they basically give her the the power and she's more or less the Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm like, oh man, if you give me two badass ladies that can fight and throw Colleen in the mix with all of the widows and all the cool people with the graffiti and just, the, uh, there's, I, I hope that. I hope that that's where that goes and it would be a way to bring uh, Colleen and hopefully by proxy um, uh, Misty Knight Mm -hmm. because they had set up that That pair and that dynamic. Hopefully there could be something from from that. Uh, And again, I liked Iron Fist. I enjoy Danny Rand and all of his stupidity. Uh, but I mean, Colleen is the standout of that show, and so this will be a way to bring her back and yeah. throw her back into that mix. And there is the possibility that they're doing that with some of these shows, so like, it's worth it's worth hoping. And so, as while I did enjoy this, uh, the fights in this were just so good, and they just, were beautiful. Like, at, even again, as much as I enjoyed Iron Fist, I'm like Danny, who just. Oh my gosh, like everything was, you could tell, like once you know that Simu came from a stunt background, you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, though I will say Razor Fist was just like, <laughs> uh. We have to have a white dude in there somewhere, so. He's so dumb. Uh, he, did, he did a great job with the character that he was meant to be, just so dumb, <laughs> so dumb. Uh, yeah. His car, ugh. I just I, I really appreciated the the choreography and just the fluidity of all of the the yeah. combat just across the board. I love when a, a fight scene feels like you're also watching a dance. It it was like a, even more than like the the hallway fights from Daredevil. It felt like a dance and it just felt so smooth and pristine like you know, I just I I enjoy good combat in a movie. I love uh, while like the story is meh in like the raid, raid redemption movies, mm-hmm. uh, the combat is just such a joy to watch, and it's why I'm such a fan of John Wick because those movies like the fight choreo is just mwah, chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. It's just so good. And as someone who didn't think that she would enjoy the John Wick movies, not for any of that, I also really really love the fight scenes of that. I I feel like I am a stealth fight scene lover like i don't think people expect me to really care about but man you give me good fight scenes and i'm just like and then you put it in a car and i'm like and the whole scene with the on the outside of the building that's so cool with the poles and just the i and something i appreciated from that was 
the whole like it seemed like they they were making Katie the damsel in distress, and then sisters like I got you. Yeah. I appreciated that, and that was good. She came back. Yeah, there there was just all of that. All I can say is great. Yeah, so good. Uh, so let's talk about some of the other surprises. I mean, sure. I knew he would be back in some way, but Ben Kingsley, uh, Trevor Slattery. Yeah. <laughs> So they bring back uh, Ben Kingsley's character from Iron Man 3 that everyone hated. <laughs> and he's just been, you know, the prisoner of Shang-Chi's dad the whole time. Because, like, you have the Hail to the King. Yeah, the uh, one shot. The one shot where, you know, he's in prison or whatever, and then he's taken at the end by people from the Ten Rings. And you're like, oh, man, he did. And... Nope. <laughs> nope. He's just been prisoner of Shang-Chi's dad for however many years, putting on plays and stuff to just amuse them with how stupid he is. And friends with Morris. <laughs> I I love the part where he was just like, oh, thank God. Like You can see them can, you can see him too. Yeah. Because he thought he was just going crazy. Listen, another hot take for me. I enjoyed the the Mandarin thing. Uh it was In it was Iron a, Man? Yeah. It and, was the part that was a letdown with that was I thought that his uh, Ben Kingsley's acting when he was the Mandarin was really good and intimidating. And so I'm just like, oh, it's just angsty guy Pierce instead. Okay, fine. Yeah, like, I, I feel like the letdown of that movie was Killian. Um, because yeah. he, he was a little lackluster in comparison. Yeah, but, I mean, Trevor Slattery was just... It did make me laugh. Like, I couldn't help but think it was hilarious. Yeah. And so, the fact that he got other stuff to do... Apparently, uh, he got a call, I think, from the director asking if he wanted to be in this movie and if he was willing. And apparently, he did this whole thing of, like, talking in the background and went away from his phone. And he was like, I talked to Trevor and he said yes. <laughs> he just did this whole bit for... Uh, I think his name's Destin Daniel Cretton as the mm-hmm. director. And just, he had to sit through this whole bit of him agreeing to do the movie. And just, apparently, he was also, like, a mentor to some of the actors on set. Like, his, uh, mm-hmm. uh, she, she, or Shaoling. Uh, because it, it was her first movie. And mm-hmm. so he was like, here's, let me take you under my wing and show you uh, some of the differences between theater acting and uh, film acting. Because she was a big uh, theater. theater actor I, I just think that was really cool he, and I I just I adore Trevor I, I enjoyed really him funny. a lot more I I laughed at the like play dead moment <laughs> even though it was like it felt a little like like a little joke too far because you have all these people and we're seeing like their souls get eaten and I was like Oh, that's dark, but also, like, really funny, but also, like, dark. Yeah, and, I mean, it makes sense coming from a guy who somehow was actually uh, fueling these terrorist acts without realizing it. I totally buy that he is also oblivious to, or doesn't understand the weight of what he's doing. Because he's like, it's a performance. I'm like... I, I had a moment where I was like, do you actually think these people are playing dead? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I love the fact that you don't know and you're like, I, you question yeah, it a little bit. Even now, I'm like, I really don't know. Like, 
did he think that they were just acting this out? That like this was really cool CGI in real life? Listen, if there if there is anyone in the, all of the MCU that has earned the right to quip and say something light in an inappropriate time, it would be Trevor Slattery. <laughs> that is his whole thing of just being stupid at just the worst times. Okay, so since since we kind of got there, how do you like the final act and reveal of uh, Talo? Because that was not in the trailer, really. And thank goodness. Like, again, I've, I know we've both said it so many times. You don't have to show everything in the trailer. In fact, like, I didn't even realize he had a sister until the no. movie. And I'm sure I would have realized that with just a little bit of research. But I didn't want to do anything because I like going into these and movies. And having some kind of surprise. Yeah, I like going in with as little knowledge as possible. And... I, I have to say, I think that this is personally one of my favorite third acts in all of the MCU. Hmm. Like, it just worked for me on, on every level. You know, we had to get to that grand scale epic fighting at the end. Because it's the Marvel. traditional Marvel third... Marvel? Marvel. <laughs> third act. To me, I thought it was one of the best that I had seen in a long time. I agree. Um, uh, with the exception of, like, you know... Obviously, it. I don't know when we'll get some to something on the level of Endgame. So kind of excluding that level because that's ten years of hype. Uh, I just I thought that it was just really well done, and it just it just went to a level I wasn't expecting, and it just I don't. I think they nailed it. I do too. Like I I really enjoyed the the play by play of him getting the rings from his dad. And, like, that push and pull and, like, seeing him realize his own power. I think the the idea of this otherworldly being calling to the dad with the mom's voice was really interesting. And, like, just seeing that that kind of, like, it, it was a very specific kind of denial, like, was very interesting. I liked exploring the village. Um, I, you know, I the surprise of whatever the name of the masked face guy suddenly dying was like big, but I loved like there's a dragon and everyone gets to ride the dragon <laughs> and Aquafina is suddenly really good at archery and like has a shot. Like I, you give me cosmic horror and like, that's what I'm really looking forward to in this new phase of Marvel is like getting into all that. And we're getting it with like, what if, and we like touch with, on it with some other stuff. And I, I love that idea. Like, I don't need to know anything that much about the Dweller in Darkness, but the fact that he, that it exists, that it's these soul-eating creatures from this other plane of reality, and then we have a dragon who's, like, the great protector and, like, wants to help you out. I'm like, yes, this is all the things I like. <laughs> it's funny, like, that there were so many things that reminded me of Ryan the Last Dragon, considering we had the last dragon in the I movie. I know, I was like... Are they gonna make Katie the, the dragon? The last dragon. <laughs> like, is she gonna be the great protector? Yeah, like that if so, that would be a very interesting typecast for her. Right? Just like you're funny and stuff, but also you are the last dragon. I'm like, listen, you just read very like dragon in human form to us, and we really just wanna lean into that. And she's just standing there with her fanny pack. Uh thanks. <laughs> but I mean like Honestly, would 
have also loved it if she ended up somehow being the dragon. Would be very confused because <laughs> she had a family and everything, but like would have been fine with it. Is there a fan fiction out there that makes her the dragon? I will read that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I was so caught up in the, the dragon stuff, I forgot what I was going to say next. I don't know. Uh, what do you think that the Dweller in Darkness and all this kind of stuff means for the future of the MCU? Uh, I Well, I mean, it just gives us another area and another pocket of the MCU to explore. Like, there, you know, it's a very lived-in world that is very rich with the possibility of stories and stuff. Just like with Wakanda, I'm very interested to see more stories come out of this world that has been set up. And, you know, it just felt like beginning of that there's so much more to come from that so i guess like what i find interesting is and this is going to be a little bit of a spoiler for the what if series they're really leaning into these like demonic dimension sort of things and these like otherworldly eldery god type you know mythos kind of stuff and a lot of tentacles everywhere and so like with that, I wonder what kind of stuff we're going to see in that direction because they seem to really be leaning into that in, like, a lot of their media. And, like, even with Agatha and, like, her dark magic and Wanda's chaos magic and all of that kind of stuff, I'm like, they really seem to be opening the door for that side of the MCU. And a lot of people thought Disney wouldn't do, like, demons and demonic things, but, like, we had people eating souls all up in here. <laughs> and so, I'm curious what that means for, like, Multiverse of Madness, but more so, I'm curious about what that means for, like, the overarching story as a whole. Like, th there's some dark places they can go if they want to. Uh, not that What If has not been the darkest show I've ever seen. Yeah. Talk about bleak. Truly the darkest timeline. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the darkest timeline, I remembered what I was going to say. You're welcome. Uh, another I thing, stalled. <laughs> another thing that I liked about this was I liked that Wenwu actually really cared about mm. the mother. And I, I'm sorry, I can't remember her name. Yeah. It's, it doesn't come. They don't say her name a lot from what I remember. Um, no, they say your mother. Uh, but I really liked that. It, it gave his character another layer that he did actually care for her and did, you know, he was desperate to get back to her and he truly loved her because I was afraid there was a point for like a big chunk of the movie where I thought that, you know, he didn't really care that much or like mm -hmm. there was something in him that snapped or like he didn't really care about her. I was afraid they were going to go Guardians 2 on them and be like, that's why I put the cancer in your mother's brain. Mm. And that kind of stuff, like, I thought it was going to be something really bad on that level. But I'm really glad that it was, no, he's willing to screw over everyone in this thing to get back to her. And he, like, Even his kids. Even his kids. And, like, the the desperation, again, I think added another layer to his character where it could have just been really bad and not in a, in a fun movie kind of way. Mm -hmm. Like, it would have just been bad character development and bad writing yep. uh so i'm glad i appreciated the direction that they went with that and like you know he i believe that he wanted to get her back and as dysfunctional as it is he really wanted his 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 plan of getting his family back together however whatever it took like i genuinely believed that he thought that that would be a good thing and that if he could get 
his family back together, all of it, that they could all be happy. And I, it, it made me really appreciate that dinner scene even mm-hmm. more where it's just like, see, we're a family again. It's like, no, no, no we're not, dude. No. Uh, I, I almost thought they were going to do a parallel because um, they kind of do. Like that scene is kind of a parallel to the opening scene where we see uh, Shang-Chi hang out with Katie's family. And like we get to see, you know, the dysfunctional family from that point of view, because like her mother wants other things for her. Her grandma's like, when are you going to get married? And like, she also has a younger sibling who's just like, whatevs. And we see, you know, Sean be in that setting and like in that family. And then we see the vice versa of her at the dinner table with, you know, Shang-Chi's family. And we get to kind of see that parallel of like, oh, this is why he really loved being around and part of my family and stuff. But I almost was like, is is one we're going to make a joke about like, are you guys gonna get married oh, so it just parallels just, yeah fully something i just realized was realized was the probably unintended parallel between that and the dinner scene in black widow mm-hmm. with their dysfunctional family yeah. and all of that uh i just enjoy that like as an actor i'll enjoy awkward dinner scenes it's something that i enjoy and i just eat those up pun absolutely intended <laughs> uh i just in dysfunctional families being dysfunctional is something that I enjoy. Yep. As in a fictional sense. Yeah. Yes. Actual dysfunctional families. Yikes. Are oh, not fun. They're exhausting. Uh, but yes, and yeah, it's definitely in a fictional sense. I, I really enjoy that. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else we wanted to cover? I mean, I. When do you think we'll see Shang Chi again? I if they're smart, they'll do it as soon as possible. Um, I just don't want to wait like. 10 years for another Shang Chi movie. Yeah, I mean, they. I'm glad that they definitely seem to be putting him, throwing him into the fold immediately of like the next lineup of Avengers. Yeah, so Eternals was meant to come out before Shang Chi. Was it? Before, yep. Mm. Uh, Originally, it was set post Eternals, um, and then it got moved around. So, like, the next place we would see shang chi potentially pop up would be like multiverse of madness though i don't really think that we're going to because there's so much else crammed in yeah that's the only thing i can think of of like the an unlikely scenario but the only real possible next place for them because uh i don't know if you've noticed this but um in the first few chunks of uh mcu movies some of the post credits were just completely unrelated yep and just you know there was one with like the collector and it was just had nothing to do with the movie it was just like a all right here's setting up something else but since then they they've there's been somewhat of a there's always seems to be somewhat of a tie to the current thing like the current project you just watched uh and so we haven't seen them haven't seen the post credits be completely separate in a long time. And it seems like they're not really doing that anymore because they have so much else to work with. Right. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it would be a bit of a stretch, but it's still slightly possible. We get a, maybe a thing from him in multiverse of madness, but I'm not expecting it. What comes out after multiverse of madness? Uh, 
So that one's in March. Uh, is isn't uh Thor Love and Thunder? I don't think it'll year? end up in Thor. Yeah, but is that the one after? Uh, uh, let me see. Here, I'm gonna Here. stall for a little bit yeah, while you look that up. Stall. So, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we haven't talked about. Oh, I know. Uh, so something else. Oh, look, another thing I appreciated about this movie. Uh, it it seemed like it could have been, and it's well, they were kind of doing it with uh the I'm just gonna call him the Elder Archer Man. Uh, there seemed to be a thing of like. Yes, the the ladies, uh, the older lady saw potential in Katie and was like, no, you're going to I'm going to make sure you get the train. And I, I like that. And there was a moment um, mm-hmm. with the, the elder man of like, no, you're not ready. And it could have been perceived. And I'm not sure if they were honestly or not of like, no, you can't fight because you're a girl. I'm not going to let girls fight, even though they're totally equal in Talo, which is nice. No, it was, I think it could have been taken that way, but honestly, I didn't see a problem with it just because it was like, he you wasn't- You have been doing this for three hours. Yeah. It wasn't a place of, you're a girl, you can't fight. It was a, you literally just started doing this. And later he says, don't, don't die. die. So I'm glad that it wasn't, uh, you know, uh old man sexist thing and it was more of just like a no you haven't been doing this long enough i am concerned for your safety yeah. <laughs> uh and so because of that i was sad when they killed killed him off i know that was sad. i was like oh and apparently he he is yep. royalty in martial arts movies and he goes all the way back to uh enter the dragon and he was one of the fighters in that movie yeah. so like that was cool that there was a lot of oh my gosh we have not talked about Michelle Yo. Oh, we did it. Oh my goodness. The fight like between them and her teaching him yeah, to fight open palm. Ugh, ugh. Ugh. The martial artist in me is just like tears of joy. It was so beautiful and like it tied into And hit, she didn't him. die. She didn't die because she's too I was so worried cool. that they were just gonna kill her off. Yeah, I was too, but I'm glad because she is too too school for cool uh but she's amazing i i'm the you can see in that fight particularly in particular of simu lu just his eyes are just glowing with adoration as he should for michelle yo and it's like man this lady kicks so much ass and has forever Mm -hmm. uh like the respect between the characters but also the actors and like of simu for michelle is like you could it was so palpable in that scene yep. and it was just so cool that it tied into the fight later and like that is something he's going to carry from from now on he's going to fight a lot more open palm and uh you know the thing with that is uh something that we you see it's a it's a continuity thing with his mother in the beginning because she, all she does is redirect and makes his uh energy mm-hmm. redirects his energy to somewhere else and basically tires makes her Makes opponent work for tire it. themselves yeah. out and that's a huge thing in martial arts and you know i'm just like how are you so good at f- how is shang chi so good at, at martial arts and fighting and doesn't use a lot more open palm stuff i'm like how do you how did you get this far man that's because he was trained to kill not to defend yeah i guess that's true but i'm just like 
Man, well, so it, many more possibilities. Look, well, because they show you the flashbacks where he's just punching. Yeah. Like, the whole thing that he was taught, it seemed like from, like, the story and the context was to cause damage. Like, his entire training was to cause damage, inflict pain on people. And you don't do that with that with the open palm kind of style of redirect. That's very true. That. Yep. No, that's it. I, I was just like, man. And that, well, I mean, like, it, it. And for as much as, like, he obviously kept up practice, it explains why, like, he never did that kind of stuff in his everyday life from when he, you know, ran away to when he started. Because he's like, I must stay in shape because I never know when they will come for me. But to him, using it was destructive. Yeah. I, so, no, you're absolutely right. And so I'm just like, bro, your whole world just got shattered. (laughs) Just open up that fist and redirect, man. (laughs) Save yourself a lot of trouble and time and energy. (laughs) All right. So, in the idea of where could they- I did it. (laughs) You did very good. Yeah. Uh, in in where they could pop up. So we have Eternals. Then we have Spider Man. Yep. Multiverse of Madness. Thor. We have Black Panther. After that. Is that twenty twenty two? Uh, Black Panther twenty twenty two. When is Love and Thunder? What what's May the date? and then July. Okay. For some reason, I was thinking. I guess because all the other. Th- well, no, the first one was was earlier. I was just for some reason I had in my head that uh, Thor four Thor for for for. Four was going to be later in the year. Like yeah. No, November. so Thor Love and Thunder is May 6th, and then Black Panther Wakanda Forever is July 8th. Okay. So I could see them maybe doing it with that, or uh, we are also getting that same year on November 11th, the Marvels. Oh. And we, we did have in, the Captain Marvel going off to do a thing yeah. at the end of this one, so I don't know if there's a way that they would kind of loop back around. Yeah, maybe. I, I hope so, because I mean... You know, she even she didn't know what the true origins of the Ten Rings were. Mm-mm. And also, I think I, I saw something with the director and he doesn't either. <laughs> he, he was like, this is the thing that we were told to do. Yeah. Hey, there's got to be at least a little bit of that. Kevin Feige has to come in with his little hat and just be like, OK, I I do need a few things. Yeah. And so they were like, no, this is like a setup and I don't know what they're doing. Uh I think there was even an element of that with Abomination where he's like, I don't know. This was just something I had to put in there. Yeah. Uh, um. So the, so I would say if we're going to get something in a movie next year, it's one of those. Yeah. No, that makes a lot um, of sense. After that, it's Ant-Man. And. Is that 2023? That's or? 2023. Okay. Got it. Uh, I wasn't. I had forgotten what all was coming out in 2022 2022 is i knew i knew um so this year we get and dr strange this year we get eternals and spider-man left next year 2022 we get dr strange thor black panther and the marvels and then in 2023 we're getting a quite a few movies but the only ones out by name to be scheduled are ant-man the wasp quantum mania and guardians of the galaxy volume 3 Gotcha. Uh, I know they just added, uh, I think, four more movies onto the slate. So, yes, on here it says Fantastic Four, TBA, and then uh, July, there is an untitled Marvel film. October, there is an untitled Marvel film. (laughs) November, there is an untitled Marvel film. Of 2023? Of 2023. And then one in 2024. (laughs) So, like... So, one of those should probably be Blade, right? I hope so. I really like Blade. I'm really excited for Blade. I want that to be a thing. I one of those maybe 
is will be our next really big meetup piece. Like, do you think we're there yet? I feel like there's so much going on that I'm like, are we ready for a team up yet? Or so with so much going on, I feel like we'll have to have a a touch base movie. Like, I don't know if we're gonna get to 2024 and not have one reoccurrence. Do you know what I mean? Do you think? I know. Do you think it'll be like a, like a a civil war level of like a mini Avengers movie where it's like maybe under the banner of another character, but it is a semi team up movie? Maybe because like, well, that's what. Uh, um, oh my gosh, Multiverse of Madness feels like. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what that one kind of is. Yeah, because. But I feel like I'm I'm trying to think of what else there is. Yeah, it's it's really hard to at this point for them not to have, uh, for them to not to have at least a couple of characters from the other things. Like I I think we're past even in our origin story movies like this one mm-hmm. with Shang Chi. I think the it's just out the window of there not being at least some other character, some other kind of crossover character from there franchise and stuff like i feel like it's just a given at this point you know (laughs) uh but yeah i mean whatever the case may be because i mean we can do a whole other thing on the mcu and and how that is and everything the state of the union of the mcu (laughs) the state of the mc union as it were uh but i just feel like man as soon as you can throw shang chi in there give it to me right now yes do it uh is there anything else you want to say about Shang-Chi. I don't think so. And just, the Legend of the Ten Blings. <laughs> uh, not really. I, I like how they switched up the rings. I think that would be the only other thing. Like, I like yeah. the visual, the visualness of this versus... The visuality? <laughs> yeah, of the way that they did the rings versus, like, just giving him, you know, his bling rings. Yeah, it could have easily looked... I mean, you could argue it did a little bit, but... There, it still felt it was from so the... early 2000s bangles and i'm like <laughs> this style went out when i left high school uh but it did differentiate itself from the doctor strange arcane circles and stuff but though his magic so that so there's the other thing his magic is a similar color to the doctor strange magic yeah. Which seems to be the good magic. The, you have the blue of the dad, which was like its own thing. There was something in there. Well, that's true because like all of the villains lately have had the scheme of purple. Yeah. Like So Kang. blue is close to that. Kang, yeah. um, Agatha. Agatha. There was another one the- uh, with Loki. Well, I guess that was the... Uh, the cloud and stuff was purple, which yeah, is, was still tied to Kang, I guess. It is, it is, and it was that kind of magic. And then there was something actually in this movie that was purple, and I was like, that's... And I don't know if it was... Oh, the, uh, the Dweller in the Dark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is also, like, purple-themed. And yeah. so, like, as much as I love thinking of, like, my happy, magical place as purple, it is, like, a, a thing that they seem to be color-coordinating. And so I found that really interesting. And, yeah. I, and it makes me wonder about the connectivity of, like, again, opening up these demonic portals. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, overall, despite that one thing, I really, really enjoyed this movie and I'm, I'm really excited to see it again. Me too! And like, I hope this launches the careers of, of everyone in this movie that careers weren't already super launched. <laughs> yeah. I want to see, uh, Simulu do a romance 
movie because he is so charming. Yeah, the I mean, just yeah, I I I, I guess he can do a reverse um, uh, from Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, what's what's the Henry? Uh, yeah, yeah. He went from romance to action. We can have Simu Lu do action and to- do some romance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mostly I just wanted to get to see him be charming. And that was like, I love that he was like this like awkward nerd also. Yeah, just a huge dork. Yeah. And so like, I really enjoyed seeing that part of him because like he's adorable and a very charming person. So I would love to get to see him do stuff that's not just action. As you, Sean, as you know, we've been friends for 10 years. I thought that was really funny. I'm just like, well, that's one way to give us exposition. I'm just like, Amy, as you know, we've been best friends for 10 years. <laughs> it reminds me, it reminded me so much of this moment from uh, Due Date, actually. Uh, the super uh, brainy comedy starring... Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis, he's trying to give him an actor acting exercise. And it says, okay, uh, you're engaged to Julia Roberts. Uh, you have terminal cancer. Break the news <laughs> to her. Julia Roberts, as you know, we're engaged. <laughs> I have terminal cancer. Like, <laughs> it did give me a little bit of vibe of that. But I'm like, the movie is so good. I didn't care. But it was just like a teeny little thing that just made me chuckle of like, well, that is one way to get exposition yeah. out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, come on. Just just give more. More. More! I want more. Another. Another. Anyway, I think that that's a good place to wrap it up. Yep. Otherwise, we'll keep going on for years. Years and years and years. Well, I hope that you all have had fun. Please let us know what you thought about Shang-Chi by, you know, tweeting at us, talking to us all around the interwebs where I am Amory by the Sea on all the social medias. I am Case Crusader on all the things. And we will talk to you again. We post our episodes Tuesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, most Tuesdays. And we shall talk to you again very soon. <gasps> talk nerdy to me, baby. We'll return. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Bye. More says bye.